So are you ready? I'm ready for this shit. Okay. Uh, so what's up, everybody? No crazy intro today because your boy is fucking dying. Um, but we are going to be talking about what if and Killmongers and Tony Starks and I probably some other stuff, too. Uh, so welcome to the Infinity Watch Podcast. Welcome to the Infinity Watch podcast. My name is Tommy, and I am here with my co-host with an unknown disease. Could be leprosy. We don't know. Uh, it could be, though. Um, Eric. What very up? sick today. Yes. Hope it, you feel better, buddy. Thank you. I, I appreciate it. It's uh, It's been a rough couple of days. And, and today, I'm trying not to think about it, but I had all these plans today that were going to culminate and me going to a uh, a concert that I wanted to go to, which I am obviously uh, not going to <laughs> risk everyone else's health and my own by trying to uh, stand in the in a, in the middle of a sweaty mosh pit at a thousand degrees. Like I would definitely I would definitely pass out. As much as I want to try, I'm not going to do that. I'm so uh, proud of you for not being the epicenter of a super spreader event. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, uh, I mean, you got to do what you got to do. Uh, that would be that would be a shitty thing to do, even though people do it all the time. But if you do stuff like that, you're an asshole. And I try not to be an asshole. I fail frequently, but I try. <laughs> that's got to count for something. At least mo- I would say... The times I've known you've been an asshole, I'm like, you know what? I agree, and I would like to be an asshole along with you because it's the right reason to be an asshole. That's great. I'm 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 glad. Thank you. Sometimes you have to be like a righteous asshole. That's true. You know, that's so. true. All right, we are here, episode thirty-three, season two of the Infinity Watch podcast. This week to discuss Marvel's "What If" episode six, titled "What If Killmonger Rescued Tony Stark." Uh, in the meantime, lots of stuff going on in the nerd realm, Marvel, Star Wars, everything that's going on with Sony movies and movies in general. So oh, yeah. Let's jump into it. Let's see what's <laughs> going on and see how we feel about it. Yeah, I have um, lots of feelings on the Sony stuff. I can't believe I forgot to mention that in the intro, but we'll get oh, there. Yeah. <laughs> I, think, I think the biggest thing before we jump into Sony, yep. the biggest thing since we last talked is we got a poster and we got a trailer, first trailer for the upcoming Disney Plus series, Hawkeye. That's right, we did. What did you think of it? Uh, very unexpectedly. I fucking loved it. Yeah, it just kind it. of dropped out of nowhere. Huh? Yeah. Yeah, it's... uh. I really was expecting this to, at best, be like a Falcon and the Winter Soldier type of thing, where it's like... So, so not very good. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, I, I, I didn't have high hopes. Um, but this trailer really sold me. It looks great. I think based on this trailer, big surprise that it's uh, that it's uh, gonna be like a like a potentially a Christmas themed show. 
Yeah, <laughs> the tagline of the show is this holiday season the best gifts the best gifts come with a bow. Yeah. It's uh it seemed like it had a lot of charm without really having too much like it wasn't too corny for me at least. It seemed like just the right amount of Yeah, I don't I I don't know. I mean, I I really liked it. (laughs) I'm very surprised at how much I liked it. And I'm really stoked for that show now. Yeah, I liked I liked both the trailer and the poster. I mean, the poster was better than most movie posters we get nowadays with all the floating heads and whatnot. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, And so, yeah, I I feel the same way. I thought it looked really good. I liked the uh, like the in-universe Broadway play about Steve Rogers. That's just called... uh, rogers yes. the musical yeah <laughs> and that looked super funny um i I like the concept of kate bishop is kind of playing the ronin character and that's how they kind of interact with each other for the first time yeah um i think that makes m- much more sense than like i feel like the common trope is like the sidekick infiltrates the hero in some way or like infiltrates avengers headquarters or like discovers someone's secret identity or like breaks into their house or whatever, whatever, whatever. And that never really sits right with me. Like all the Robins do it fucking happens in, in uh, earth's mightiest heroes. I forget who does it, but some, I don't know. It doesn't matter. But the point is Panther, you're right. But it, but it makes so much more sense to me when the main hero discovers the new sidekick, like that makes sense. But like just some shithead kid who doesn't know anything, (laughs) <laughs> like infiltrating any part of a superhero's life never sits right with me. So I'm really glad that they didn't go with that trope. Yeah, me too. It, it's just, it's overdone. Yeah. It's too easy. And so, yeah, I, I'm, I agree. I think it's, uh, I think it'll work a lot better. Um, it, it all, I don't know. It all seems really good that just the tone of it really, really kind of hit me as being as close as we could get to the Matt Fraction Hawkeye run, which is what this entire show is based off of. Um. Yeah. And so I was happy to see that. Yeah, I've 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 never read that one, but um, it, I I kind of want to now since since I've uh, I'm kind of shocked you've never. It's very short. I think it's only like twenty twenty issues or, oh, okay. or so. But yeah, it is very um, the dialogue like the art really drives the story in a lot of aspects, and the dialogue is very short. Um. And it's, I don't know, it's just, it's very good. It's a hundred percent what this is based off of. Um, and it's, yeah, it's by Matt Fraction and David Aja. Um, and he is a, he is a great, uh, artist as well, David Aja. And it's just, you hundred percent need to, need to read this series before watching this. Yeah. I, um, it's out like I'm very excited for for this tone. However, I will say my favorite thing that I've ever seen the character of Hawkeye in, and I'm sure I'd be shocked if I haven't mentioned it on this show before. But it is Ultimate Hawkeye, where that Hawkeye is actually mutant, I believe, so he does have some powers. But uh, basically, there's this scene where he's like a prisoner, and he rips off his fingernails. <laughs> to like kill people with to like flick people and that is the most insane shit i will never forget that for as long as i live um and i wish i kind of wish we had that version of hawkeye but uh but this version of hawkeye is good too 
but it's funny because like visually in the mcu it really is kind of ultimate hawkeye but just, yeah just in what he wears yeah but yeah ultimate hawkeye is fucking crazy yeah big time psychopath i thought it was funny so the font and like logo for this show is the same as the comic run that i was just mentioning yep. by matt fraction and we're watching the trailer uh me and my and my fiance amelia and um and she just goes What's with that logo? It looks like someone in middle school made it. <laughs> and I was like, ooh. I never really thought about it, but I guess it is like, we're going to make the A in Hawkeye the bullseye because he shoots arrows. Yeah. I was like, you know what? I kind of agree, but I still love it. I will um, say it's less annoying than the Loki logo still to me. Yes. Oh, dude. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> that logo, I still don't quite understand what they're going for there. Yeah. All right. Let's move on to Sony now. <clears throat> oh my god. God. What I just, you know, I don't know. I'm I'm just I'm tired. <laughs> I'm tired, Eric. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. I fucking hate everything about Sony as a corporation. <laughs> yep. So here, let me let me give you a one two punch here, folks. Yep. All right. Rumor alert. And this is not even really a rumor. You know what? Spoiler alert. Straight up yeah, spoiler, spoiler alert. alert. We got for the Venom, Venom 2. 2 post credit scene. Yeah. If you do not want to know, if you've somehow avoided this, fast forward like two to five minutes. <laughs> That's really yeah. vague. But um, this is this is your last warning right here. I'm going to give you a, a three, two, one. Yep. And that was the three, two, one. So skip ahead. Yep. Um, okay. So. There have been screenings of Venom 2, though it doesn't come out for a couple of weeks in the United States. And the end credit scene shows Eddie and Venom in a house on a beach, having gone into hiding after defeating Carnage, the villain of the film. Shocker. Um, and Venom <laughs> says he can show Eddie one, or he can show Eddie one second of what him and his kind have been through, and does. But then suddenly everything changes, and a TV is now on. And it shows Tom Holland's Spider-Man, and Venom just says, I hate that guy, and starts licking the screen aggressively. And then it cuts to black. So that was a that was a misquote. I actually heard the leaked audio. He definitely doesn't say I hate that guy. Whoever heard that is fucking deaf. He says, looks tasty, Eddie. Oh my gosh. And and then worse. and then licks the screen. Yeah. Ag- aggressively. <laughs> Oh my gosh! And uh, and well, sorry. Do you want to deliver the second punch? So <laughs> the other second punch that I had is that we have Tom Hardy walking oh. around wearing a Spider-Man No Way Home production hat, and on top of that, the director of the film is saying that he's going to meet Spider-Man, and that. There's a Venomverse, there's a Spider-Verse, there's Multiverse, there's all kinds of canon and lore and mythology to explore, both laterally and forward in time, according to Tom Hardy. Yeah, well, there's a, uh, let me, allow me to deliver yet a third punch. Oh, God. In which, uh, after this leak, like the day after this leak, Sony released a poster, a movie poster, that said... I think it's in two weeks, universes collide or some or something like that. And uh, I fucking hate it. I hate everything about it. I do not want uh, 
uh, Tom Hardy's Venom in the MCU. I don't want Tom Holland's Spider-Man in the Sony-verse. Uh, I fucking hate it. Every molecule of my body hates it. Uh, I, it I, I can't imagine it's going to be good um, for either franchise. <laughs> and yeah, I hate it. I just fucking hate it. I don't want it. Dude. I don't want like... it. Oh, it says the universe is expanding in yeah. two weeks. Yep, 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 yep. What does that even mean? It means Venom's in the MCU, unfortunately. Well, no, not that's not unfortunate. What's unfortunate is that specific Venom is in the MCU. That's what's unfortunate. Jesus. And, and vice versa. Our Tom Holland Spider-Man is in the Sony-verse. Um... I just fucking hate Sony so much. They, it's like every okay. time, every time we're on track for like, this is going to be the, like the, the perfect Spider-Man trilogy. This is everything's every, it's going to be fine. Everything's going to be great. Sony fucks it up every single time. Every single time. Like I just, I just don't get it. Okay, so I have a question. It. Yeah. All right. So is 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 Spider-Man being in the Venom movies is this going to be an Agents of the Sh- Agents of Shield thing where it's like Tom Holland shows up in the Ven- Venom movie, but Venom will never show up in a Spider-Man movie or an MCU movie. Venom, do you think Venom's showing up? Venom is 100% in No Way Home. That's a guarantee. You think so? Because uh, why the fuck? Why the fuck? I mean, the to me, the hat is confirmation. It's like, why would he be Sony? Like the Sony production people have no reason to have a Spider-Man No Way Home hat at all. And like, what is, is he gonna like? What do you do? Buy it on eBay? Like, or why oh would God. why would they why would they give that to him if he wasn't? Why would he be hanging around set? It's like he's in the he's in that movie for sure. And okay, um, role reversal. I'm going to give you two conspiracy theories. Okay. Number one, and they both revolve around Sony making more money. Yeah. Um, which we both know is the only reason why they do anything. Yep. Um, number one, Sony owns the production of both Venom Two and Spider Man No Way Home. Therefore, they can get hats for whatever they want, and they know if Tom Hardy wears a hat. For Spider-Man No Way Home, whether he's in it or not, it's going to get press. Okay. So by him wearing this hat a little bit, they're like, hey, Tom, we got this hat. We just grabbed it from another production. Wear it. People will, st- will start talking about your movie. That's that's my first con- conspiracy theory. Okay. This is me just wishful thinking. Yeah, yeah. Um, the second one is, remember when there was almost a communication breakdown, the deal was off on Spider-Man, and they weren't going to make any more Spider-Man movies with Sony because... Marvel Studios and Sony could not agree. Yes, I I, I so, remember this. So, what if they're like, "Fine, we agree to your financial terms, Marvel, only if you let Venom be in the next Spider-Man movie." Yeah, I think I think number two is almost certainly true, and I don't know. Let me. Uh, I don't think he's going to play a large part in No Way Home. But I think he's going to be in it. And then I think wh- whoever makes the next, whether it's Venom 3 or Spider-Man 4, that's going to be a full Tom Holland versus Tom Hardy movie. 
um, I think. Oh, man. I can't imagine that voice. The Venom voice versus Spider-Man. It's so bad. It's so bad. Eddie, I want to eat the spider. It's so fucking dumb. Oh, my God. I I can't even do it. I can't do that voice. It's just so stupid. (sighs) Yeah, I mean, I I don't have a whole lot to say about this other than the fact that I fucking hate it. And fuck you, Sony. Everyone hates you. (laughs) Isn't it bad that, like, we've had two ver- versions of Venom and they're just bullshit? Oh, man. Why is this so difficult? Yeah. Well, what? I mean, I don't even necessarily know. To be fair, I don't really remember it. But was, I don't remember Venom being the problem with Spider-Man 3, necessarily. I feel like just he was like fine. the design was a little off and then there was no tongue. We needed the tongue. Oh, really? And everything was just, uh, I don't know, it was just very rushed, and then the character of Eddie Brock was just not not good, in my opinion. Yeah, but Topher, um, okay, I mean, people are going to definitely, you might disagree with me, but I think Topher Grace is a way better choice for Eddie Brock than Tom fucking Hardy, personally. Yeah, yeah, they're both not, I mean, he had like frosted tips almost, he had like weird dyed hair. Yeah, in but that that's movie, not, that was just the time, everybody had frosted tips at that point. Yeah, that's true. That's true. They're both not great. I don't yeah. know who I would cast, though. Yeah, not them. <laughs> For sure, not them. Um, makes me so what sad. What is the name of... I'm trying to think. Spider-Man Far From Home. What is the name of his classmate Um, in Spider-Man Far From Home? Um, Flash Thompson? Yeah, is it Flash Thompson becomes Venom 2, right? Yeah, yep. He does. He's uh, just both Venom people, but okay. Yeah. So, and, and in fact, so the Venom symbiote has, has, is, is, uh, very promiscuous. Some might say, cause it, it jumps around to fucking everybody, but the big ones, the big ones are Eddie Brock, Flash Thompson. And weirdly, I can't even remember his name, but Scorpion had a, had a, Nice little run as Venom. Oh yeah, um, yeah, I see that here. Wow. Okay. Yeah, but 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 Flash Thompson actually is. I would say more modern readers probably would associate Venom with Flash more than they would with Eddie because Flash was Venom for like a lo- like many years recently. Um, that was a big big storyline. Yeah, it was like he was like uh, it was like a government character or something, right? Yeah, yeah, because he was Agent Venom because uh, he he lost the he either lost the use of his legs or he lost his legs completely. I don't remember which, but the symbiote obviously allowed him to walk again, and he was like a secret agent. Um, but then, obviously, over time, uh, Venom. I mean, it's a fucking symbiote, right? So so initially, Flash had full control, and then Venom started gaining more control. And then this storyline transitioned into a storyline that a lot of people don't like, but I don't really mind, where it's uh, basically they unveiled all the secrets of Venom's species. Uh, and I don't remember what they're called, but I know it starts with like a K and maybe like a Y, like a KY or something. Um but uh, yeah, he, so there's like a whole species of venoms 
and they're all and they're all out there in space and there's like these vet, there's these symbiote wars and whatever it was, it was a whole big thing but they have like their own planet and yeah 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 but Fucking bananas. yeah flash thompson was was the one in in the middle of all of that not eddie brock i'm not even sure what eddie was up to during that time man i just i love how much background you can get from like these characters that were created you know decades ago probably just to look cool yeah yeah and, right uh, just to sell toys you know yep because that's venom is totally not a stanley guy right venom is like an 80s character no i would say 90s potential oh well yeah maybe 90s because the the symbiote suit might have been 80s because that was secret wars but oh, okay, okay. the The alien costume is eighty four. Okay, Venom appearance was eighty eight, and then the full Damn. appearance was eighty eight as well. So, so close, right almost the nineties. So close. Todd McFarlane. Yeah, people hate on Todd McFarlane, but like he brought so many now iconic things to the Spider Man universe. It's insane. Oh yeah, I mean the dude. The dude is responsible for so much stuff. Mm-hmm can't uh can't hate him yeah he's canadian yeah we love the canadian son boom <laughs> i don't know why that was relevant but <laughs> it is um all right all right so i had a rough week this week gotta be honest with you because my favorite director denis villeneuve uh, yeah who directed dune my favorite book and he's also genuinely my favorite director he said during an interview with el mundo he said, quote, there are too many Marvel movies that are nothing more than a cut and paste of others. Oh. And then he elaborated in an interview with Premiere and said, the problem today, well, if we're talking about Marvel, the thing is, all these films are made from the same mold. Some filmmakers can add a little color to it, but they're all cast in the same factory. It doesn't take anything away from the movies, but they are formatted. Oh, I don't like movies that make more money than my movies. Meh, they're soulless. Meh. Movies should be about art and only should ever be seen in giant theaters. Meh. It's kind of funny. I was like, I was like, why is this the go to? Like, everyone's like, these things are successful, therefore I must criticize them. Um, says director of, of films that all work within a three act structure. It's like, like almost every movie today is formatted in some way. Yeah, what? Is and so it's like that's an, I don't know. Are, are, does he fucking hate Shakespeare? Like right, yeah. Like, that's that's insane. And it's really funny because he was just in an interview together with Chloe Zhao, who's the director of Eternals, and they're like really good friends. And he was complimenting her and like her films. Um, I don't know. To me, it's like just like the low hanging fruit of criticism. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's like, you know, I make fancy movies, blah, 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 blah. Uh, Marvel movies are generic. And it's like. And. Uh, all right. Yeah. And and very similar to your conspiracy theory about Sony. Uh, there's no better way to get a bunch of press for your upcoming movie than to roast Marvel movies, uh, which is fucking so stupid. But. It is what it is, and it and it got him a bunch of press. And sure did. A bunch of people are trying to figure out how to say his name. They're like, Dennis Villanueva said that too many Marvel movies are nothing more. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, I had to watch a YouTube video to learn how to say that guy's name. Yeah, I mean, but, uh, yeah, I uh, I still don't. I got, Denny is pretty easy, but I, I, I always go to Villanueva. 
But you 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 put a little you put a little swag on it though. Denis Villeneuve. Villeneuve. I, I think it's probably because I watched the video and it was like a French Canadian lady. Ah, uh, yeah. Just, she just well, that is probably. I mean, not probably. That's definitely the real correct way to say it. Um, but it's a weird name. Yeah, it just yeah, it just sucks. I respect the guy a lot because I think his movies are genuinely yeah. amazing. He made Blade Runner twenty forty nine. You know, Sicario, these these type of movies, Arrival, um, lots of good stuff. It's just like, come on, man. Yes. You can get a Dune sequel sequel greenlit without having to diss on Marvel movies. Yeah, it's it's a bad take. It's a really bad take. And I uh, I do also go ahead. Go ahead. Just to rant on something that we were talking about a couple weeks ago. It's like these big tentpole films like that we would just consider, you know, basic generic blockbuster action adventure movies. Those are the movies that are going to keep theaters alive for these directors, smaller films yeah, right. to survive. So without Marvel, without like Fast and the Furious, Mission Impossible, James Bond, like these type of things, theaters won't be solvent and won't exist anymore. So all these fancy ass directors need to shut the fuck up and just live in coexistence with all these other movies because just because you don't like it does not mean it's not quote unquote cinema. Yeah, I think a lot of them are are kind of uh, looking back on the past with like rose colored glasses and like wishing it was still that way. But I feel like one thing that uh, a lot of people forget is there used to be a shit ton of terrible fucking movies like absolutely terrible and there's a lot less now now i absolutely understand and don't disagree with the argument that like yeah but like the ability to make those shitty movies it is important because then it allows people to also potentially make the gems right which maybe that's not as easy nowadays but now we don't have to sift through a million bad movies to find the the good ones. Now it's like if a movie hits theaters, it's at least going to be entertaining. Like right. you're not you're never going to be able to go into a theater and watch an absolute like 1 out of 10 movie ever. That does not exist anymore. That's what Netflix is for. <laughs> yes, yeah it is. Yeah it is, literally. And I think that's a better solution personally. Yeah, I mean, all these like it costs so much to have these movies in theaters that if if studios are not confident in anything, it goes to a streaming platform. They get a dollar amount guaranteed for it. They move on. They don't have to hear the press about how it's bombing anymore. It just shows up on something and people watch it. Yep. Which I agree. It just makes more sense. Yeah, so. absolutely. All right, this week's theater tirade is brought to you by... <laughs> AMC. C. <laughs> yeah, AMC. <laughs> we just paid a bunch of money to Nicole Kidman for our theaters. <laughs> what was the last movie with Nicole Kidman in it that you remember? I don't know. Is it, we'll get back to you in a couple weeks. It's the YouTube or the Hulu series. It's not even a movie. Nine oh, Perfect shit. Strangers. Yeah, I don't I I couldn't even think of a movie with Nicole Kidman in it. Yeah. Off the top of my head. Batman All right. from many years ago. What was right? It? She was in one of the Batman movies, right? Or no? Oh my gosh, Nicole Kidman. She was Catwoman. Was she? No, no, that was uh, Michelle Pfeiffer. Was she? I've... Was she? Are you googling this? 
Please go. I feel like Nicole Kidman was definitely in a Batman movie. Maybe she wasn't she Catwoman. She was Batgirl? She might have been Batgirl. Dr. Chase. Oh, hold on one second. She definitely was not Catwoman because I had a uh, Catwoman changed my life. Okay. <laughs> Michelle Pfeiffer on the way. Why does she have discography, but she doesn't have her filmography on? What? I didn't even know she made music. Yeah, me either. Okay, can I just get IMDb, please? I'm going to guess that music is aggressively mediocre. What year would those Batman movies have come out? Who knows, 80s or 90s? Dr. Chase Meridian. Mm. Is that... Is that... <laughs> I think you're asking the wrong guy. Who the fuck is Dr. Chase Meridian? Yeah, I think she played uh, like Batwoman or Batgirl. Yeah. Yep. In Batman Forever. Good shit. Well, I'm going to count that as a win for myself. Well, uh, I'm going to have to step away for a few minutes now that we mentioned Michelle Pfeiffer. I'm going to go put on my uh, latex Catwoman outfit and uh, continue the podcast. Great. And we're back. All right. We're back. (laughs) Just had to get... Just had to lube up a little bit. That's not fitting as well as it used to. Yeah. Um, Unfortunately, we had to cut out about uh, 25 minutes of of struggle on the other end. Just, just squirming noises on the ground. <laughs> and squeaks. Weird latex squeaks. <laughs> With just intermittent meows in the middle. Oh, man. Better watch it, folks. I'm whip you if you get out of shape here. Oh, my uh, God. Now, now I got to go watch Batman again. <laughs> Um, all right. We were talking about this uh, several weeks ago. Moon Knight coming out with Oscar Isaac, highly anticipated. Super excited about this. Um, according to the fo- the folks over at the Cosmic Circus, we're really running out of comic related website <laughs> names at this point. Um, yeah, that's Mark Spector, aka Moon Knight, is set to wear a version of his Mister Knight costume in the series, which is basically just kind of like a all white suit. With a white hooded mask. And so we saw the leaked photo of the original Moon Knight costume. But he will also be wearing his more modern outfit as well, supposedly. Yeah, I I, I got no problem with that. I, I, saw pe- I saw people online being like upset, like, it's too soon. Like, the fuck are you talking about? Why? <laughs> Who cares? <laughs> we really need to move suit. away from, okay, this is rant number seven for me today. We need to move away from like the TV shows where we spend an entire season building up to, to like one out. Yes. Yes. Fuck. I yes. hate that shit. Yeah. I that was like with Daredevil. I hated that so much. It's like, can we just like have Daredevil? Because origin stories are always as boring after a while. And when you have a season long origin story, I'm just like, can we just get to it, please? Yeah, I uh, definitely subscribe to that newsletter that you just wrote. I totally agree. And so, like, we can just have both, guys. It'll be okay. Yeah, it's not a big deal. You know, deal. The, the, the dude has multiple personalities. Also, nobody in the fucking world knows who Moon Knight is, so it's not going to matter. <laughs> like, Yeah, the Moon Knight purists are really coming yeah. out in, in droves here, all four of them. Right. So it's like, yeah, it's not. it doesn't matter. It'll be fine. But I'm I'm and Eric really and I are two of them. So yeah. yeah, we are half of all of Moon Knight's uh, fan base on this podcast. Exactly. <laughs> so I'm all about it. I, yeah. I bet it'll look great. You know, uh, when he when he has that 
Sudan too, like he has a different personality. Um, the dude is like mentally ill as fuck. And so I'm sure that'll play maybe some part of it, or maybe it'll just be an aesthetic thing. Who knows? We'll see. Yeah. I'm God, I'm super excited for that show. Yeah, I never really, I mean, dude, could you imagine like 10 years ago going back and being like, dude, we're going to have a, a Moon Knight Netflix or a <laughs> Moon Knight Disney Plus show. I would have lost my shit. Yeah, I, my first question would be like, why the fuck is Disney <laughs> making a Moon Knight show? Oh, my God. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> Wait, what, what is Disney? What is Disney Plus? Yeah. What does Disney have to do with anything? Yeah. Disney Plus what? <laughs> yeah, Disney Plus what? <laughs> Oh my gosh. All righty. Poor Andrew Garfield. Dude, I feel so bad for the guy. You know, you haven't seen Toby Maguire because Toby Maguire's like, listen, I ain't got shit to promote. <laughs> He's chilling. So I'm just going to, yeah, I'm going to go sit at home, you know, and just do what I do. Um, so <laughs> Andrew Garfield was on um, The Tonight Show. And he was kind of on a like a little video question interview with Jimmy Fallon there. And he was just grilling him on Spider-Man No Way Home. And then Andrew Garfield has been doing a bunch of press because I think he uh, has some movie or something called The Eyes of Tammy Faye. Um, but everyone just asks him about Spider-Man. <laughs> um <laughs> And he said this, he said, Andrew Garfield said, it's an exciting idea that people are kind of obsessing over. And I would be too if I was, you know, just out there not knowing what was going on. But then he said, but I do know what's going on. And I'm afraid it's going to be very disappointing for people. And he said, what can I do? I have to let people be disappointed. That's a big part of my recovery in my life. I have to allow people to have their own feelings. I can't mitigate or control anyone else's experience. That's a practice of mine. So if they want to create an expectation for themselves, that's up to them. And so he says he's not in it, but he knows what's going to happen. And it's going to be very disappointing for people. And at this point, I'm just thinking, why are you putting this much effort into the lie at this point? Yeah, well, I mean, because <laughs> Feige's got the snipers lined up. That's why. <laughs> but but uh, I will say I do wonder if he's preparing people for the fact that he's only going to be in it for like a minute, like it's going to be a glorified cameo. And that is going to make me really sad if that's the case, especially if Toby gets like top billing and Andrew does not, that's going to downright piss me off. (laughs) I will say. Um, Yeah. I mean, it's kind of like the whole Luke Skywalker in Force Awakens deal, you know? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. But but (laughs) weirdly, it's almost reversed, though, because everybody knew they came right out and said Luke's in this movie. And then he wasn't (laughs) until like the last second, which was uh, very annoying at the time. I don't know if people remember, but. Yeah, it's Yeah, it'll be interesting to see exactly how they're involved, especially because like in the trailer for the movie, uh Tom Holland's wearing the same exact outfit that Toby Maguire was in Spider-Man 3 and like will it just be like he's looking into reflections and like seeing a different version of himself? Uh, you know, will it be full on multiverse? I do think we are set up for disappointment. Um, yeah. But I, you know, I don't know. Yeah, it's weird. But part of, but I do believe it is going to be full on multiverse. 
like and and in fact, I mean, if anything, this this Sony <laughs> bullshit confirms it a little bit. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know, but but here's what here's what I do know. I do know that we are definitely going to see both Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire in the next trailer that they release for this movie. That's a guarantee. Uh, I would bet anything at all. That's a guarantee. Damn. Dude, I'm just, this is going to be fucking wild. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Yes, it is. All righty. Let's see here. Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. Mm -hmm. This weekend has passed $300 million at the worldwide box office. Oh, baby. Getting it within $70 million of Black Widow which is still earning money at the box office as well. Three so, Black Widows 370 worldwide? Yep. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, so, so I think your prediction uh, may very well come true. It's closing in yeah. slowly but surely. But, uh, you know, I was... Okay, this is crazy. I was at a hot pot restaurant last night, and uh, it was delicious. Do you, do you want and to describe what that is? <laughs> what? Have you had hot pot before? No. I've heard the phrase, so, but... It's like a an Asian style restaurant, uh, where like you're sitting at the table and then they you can choose like a type of soup, or you can choose more than one, and then they you put it on the table and you kind of control like the heat. There's basically like an electric stove almost under your table. Okay. And then you choose your selection of like meats or vegetables or tofu or noodles, and then you cook them in, in your hot pot soup. Okay. And then you have like sauces and stuff that you can dip them in and stuff like so, that. So so you pay <laughs> A restaurant to cook your own food absolutely <laughs> okay fair enough and you know what it's expensive <laughs> um but it was great it was great and you know what i heard there's these two dudes who the entire time we were we were trying to figure out whether they're just good buds or they were on a date um but they were just talking about how much they loved shung chi nice. um while they were eating their hot pot food and i was like man this movie like really does have the word of mouth going for it I've heard, I, I'm not even kidding. I don't think I've heard even one single negative thing about this movie. Like, it is There's people, like, arguing positive. whether it's, like, the, the best, like, solo movie, which I would say it's not, but, like, it's I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I'm really looking forward to hearing your opinion on this movie. I absolutely can't wait to see it. Um, I'm super stoked for, uh, for it to hit Disney+. Plus. And I'm, I hope that they release like uh view numbers or at least an approximation so i'd be very interested to see uh how many people uh watch it on disney plus because i'm i'm yeah, sure, no, I'm, sure i'm 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 sure i'm very not alone and people who are really excited about it but just just living that fuck theater's life so so um, yeah no, we'll we'll definitely have to watch that one together if possible. Yeah, yeah, um, if, absolutely. Because I would enjoy that for sure. Yeah, just, and I just have to keep my mouth shut. I won't do the oh, I love this part. <laughs> uh, you know, shtick. But yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to watching it again too. Yeah. Um, I was thinking about going to see it again in theaters, but with Dune and James Bond No Time to Die coming out oh, in the next month, which I just bought tickets for. Um, knock on wood, it'll probably get canceled now. Um. <laughs> 
I'm going to the theater enough in the next month. Indeed. Alrighty. Um, speaking of Shang-Chi, I thought this was stupid. The star of the movie, uh, Simu Liu, uh, he quote unquote came under fire. I really don't think that that's accurate. I guess there were some Reddit posts from like one of his old Reddit accounts that uh-huh. people were saying, you know, was offensive. And I, I went through it. I looked at them and I'm like, this is just fucking stupid. And do people just have like full-time jobs to just like try and find really old social media posts from people just to find something to criticize them for? Cause I just, I really don't understand uh, who it is that is like digging up and investigating all these things. Uh, Cause none of them are really offensive and people are just, I don't know. It's just really uh, upset. These are like from like 2016. Someone was finding posts from some account that he doesn't even use anymore. Okay. Um, and it just, are they, and you don't have to, and probably shouldn't say them, but are they like racially offensive? Cause I'm unaware, like how offensive so, in what way? So I guess um, they were old comments and he was, he was commenting on posts related to his sitcom Kim's Convenience. Yep, yep. Uh, which was not super big at that time in 2016. And um and there was a post on like this Asian subreddit that has now moved on to be a more toxic subreddit in the last five years. Um, but at that time it really wasn't. And he's only commenting on this subreddit because there was a Kim Convenience post. Um, and so people were criticizing criticizing him for even being on that subreddit. And then at one point he just uh-huh. like criticizes terrorists which seems totally fine to me um and then hey 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 i'm gonna go out on a limb and say all terrorists i'm gonna paint with a very broad brush here i know Uh i know we're not supposed to do this but all terrorists are pieces of shit every single one of them every single one of them so so you hate luke skywalker is what you're saying oh that's a tough one i mean look (laughs) one man's terrorist is another man's freedom fighter Oh right. my god! <laughs> I'm gonna say oh, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Luke falls squarely into the freedom fighter category. Uh, so I think my uh, my point stands. Way to just if get I, our podcast. If I, if I do say so myself, this is okay. You want to hear the most? This is from 2014. I'll read the the most offensive thing. Oh, he says. Okay, <laughs> all right. It if says, you want to. <laughs> I am all about gender equality. However, girls are not are just not as good as boys at sports. And whenever I play volleyball with a girl on a, on the team, I always get frustrated. Sometimes I say things. Back me up here, fellas. It's just different. Uh, I mean, it's not a good it's look. Not, it's not great. Yeah, but yeah, but you know, far from the craziest thing you you could have said for sure. But I hear more offensive things walking down the of street. Of course, every day. everybody does. Yeah, but. Yeah, not a good look, but it's like you it's like these people are just fucking people like they're not perfect. Nobody is. It's like these people, these people meaning like the public, like the public expects like celebrities and everybody to just live these perfect lives. Like just because they've acted in something you've enjoyed doesn't mean that they've never said something remotely offensive ever in their life because everyone who has ever lived on this fucking planet has like everybody says stuff 
that they wish they could take back. And I'm not even saying, maybe he doesn't even wish he could take that back, but it's like, but also, it's like, that's not a good look, but that doesn't make him an evil piece of shit person to have that belief. Like, I th- I think at least, and it's like, I don't know, man. It's like, I, I don't really... It's like every it's it's getting so old by now to like talk about like cancel culture and it's like so dumb and like a big part of me like I don't really believe in cancel culture personally I fall I fall pretty firmly into the camp of like it's it's consequences culture it's not cancel culture right. and and it, this is almost as proof to that I'm pretty fucking sure Seem Hulu is not getting canceled, right? Like rightfully so. Like he's not going to get canceled over this. Um, but yeah, you're you're so right. It's like people need to just relax. It's like they're digging. They like if anybody gets even an ounce of fame, their entire online life is just fucking poured over, and it's it's fucking. I'd be done in an instant. Same, let me tell you. Same, and it's like. Honestly, it is a big and like, obviously, I'm not going to get anywhere close to seeing an ounce of fame ever in my life. But even regardless, just as a normal human being, like I've gone through and wiped everything previous to this year on every social media platform I've ever had. And it's like, that's just like my new that I just like. Even on Reddit, it's like. I comment all the time, and then I would say probably about every week, I just delete everything I commented in the last week, just because there's no reason for it to exist for me, and there's only a possible downside to it existing, because the other thing is things that were totally socially acceptable to say just five years ago now are like crazy to say in 2021, and that's going to continue to happen. It's like, Things change like and and things change. And I'm not saying he was trying to make a joke with that comment. But like uh, one thing I see pretty consistently is like people just try to make jokes that at the time might have been still kind of a swing. But like, you know, dark comedy is real. Like you have to flirt with those kind of topics to be a really good comedian, in my opinion. But then like. A lot of times that stuff ages really, really poorly, really, really quickly. And I just, oh, yeah. I just feel like it's just like, it's too much, man. Like everybody said, I would absolutely fucking love to pull up every single person who like shits on a celebrities. Like, let's pull up the last six years of your online life, motherfucker. Let's see what kind of crazy shit you've said. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it's it's really funny the the level of which like the line for uh acceptability is has gone down so much. I know yeah. uh both both me and my fiance got shit for just commenting on on the hairline of Tom Hiddleston <laughs> in a movie poster or in the Loki poster. Yeah. And like a bunch of people gave us shit for that. And I'm like, I'm literally just looking at something and telling you what's on yeah. there. Um, but I know like we are not like old by any no, means, yeah. but when we were in high school, the things people would say <laughs> all the time, nuts, 
absolutely insane. Nuts. <laughs> Fucking. Like, if you got caught saying, if any celebrity said, like, one sentence of what we would say to our friends in a greeting. Yeah. Boom. Done. Yeah. They'd be murdered. It wouldn't even be a cancel. It'd be a murder. <laughs> it's uh Cease to exist. Yeah. And, and the same thing is like, people, it's kind of a common joke of like, these kids today wouldn't be able to last in like a Call of Duty chat room from 10 years ago. That is true. That shit, you can't imagine what was said in online chat rooms uh, or in online game chats 10, 15 years ago. It is unimaginable. And I do think, I want to say this too, I think it's a good thing ultimately. It's like it might be kind of annoying. It's like, like, you, you guys definitely should not have been given shit for commenting on a hairline, but also... I I am encouraged by the fact that like society is moving towards this more positive, more inclusive way. Like I do think it's ultimately good. And it's like, while that is going to come with some annoying overreactions, I think overall it's the right direction and a good thing for sure. Um, yeah, I agree. But uh but I, I I forgot the larger point I was gonna make. But yeah, it's 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 like, dude, the dude had a a, a probably a, a weird opinion, a probably a bad opinion. But that's all it was. He wasn't he wasn't like it wasn't like evil. It doesn't make him like a bad person. And for all we know, maybe he doesn't even have that. opinion anymore five years ago is a fucking eternity i do i disagree with shit i've said a week ago like i can't right. even oh i can't even imagine five years ago that might as well be a different fucking lifetime it's like ah uh, i don't know man it's just it's it's a lot it's fucking a lot yeah I, I just like you know all those things like what you just said hits the nail on the head it's just like everyone it just needs to chill out and just move yeah. on and stop trying to find like reasons to just feel better about themselves by what other people say. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And I, I, I think that's a great point not to harp on this for too much longer, but I think what you just said is such a great point because I do feel like at least some of this, like jumping on people is people feeling guilty for doing the exact same shit their entire lives, which is like, Everybody, show me a person who's never said something crazy. You fucking can't. You can't. Everybody well, it's said- a power imbalance thing, right? It's like someone online who doesn't really have any sway or influence yeah. can then find something. Yeah, they feel superior. For someone that has more power and influence and use it against yes, them. Yes, totally. So, totally. It's like, you know. every listen, in the wise words of Hannah Montana- Everybody makes mistakes, all right? Everybody has Amazing. those days, <laughs> okay? Nobody's perfect. So you just got to remember that, everybody. Nobody's We'll perfect. leave our long philosophical rant with the words. <laughs> I love it. I love it. All right. I love how you come to the Infinity Watch podcast for some nerd shit, and you really just get social you know, commentary. debates. We really do that a lot. It is it is wild, but I like it. We can't help but but be ourselves. That's true. For sure. um, as much as we try not to, sometimes. 
All right, Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumanium star Jonathan Majors. This is not really too much of a news uh, story, but he had an interview um, with Total Film, and he revealed that every character he has uh, that he's filming is different. When asked how this Kang could differ from He Who Remains, he said, the movie is wicked. Can't wait for people to see it. Come on, bring it. And all right. that, that was all they got out of him. Yeah, see, that's how you deal with this shit, Andrew Garfield. Like, that's all you. That's all you got to do. To the point. Yeah, yeah, that sounds great. I, I'm really, really excited. I hope that Ant Man three uh, gives the Ant Man series the shine it deserves. Like, I know people wa- like they do well, but they, I think I think they don't do well as well as they should. Paul Rudd is really good. Uh, the whole the whole cast in those movies is really good, and they're not like the most original storylines in the MCU for sure. But they're great movies. They're not even good movies. They're great movies. They're not the best movies, but they are great. I would say. And bring back Ghost. She was a great villain. We need to see more of her. Yeah, I liked her a yeah. lot. Let's see. Ant Man and the Wasp made six twenty two million. Yeah. That's a lot of fucking money. It's a lot more than Black Widow made. Yep. Sure. Yes, it is. And that's all that matters. <laughs> all right. Here, <laughs> here's my last story for the day. I think this article came out for every single Guardians of the Galaxy movie so far. And it says Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 star was left in tears after reading script. Is this not like a title of an article we've seen for every Guardians movie? I mean, I, I would say every movie <laughs> that, that has ever existed. First of all, I can't imagine showing any kind of outward emotion <laughs> while reading a script to a movie. Like, Get your emotions in check. <laughs> it's like, that is a little extreme to me. What are you doing crying reading a script? Come on. This is the most ambitious script I've ever Jesus read. Jesus Christ. Oh, it's making me really emotional. Like, yeah, I don't, I don't, one, I don't get it. But two, I don't believe it. So, you know, it is what it is, it's I just guess. just like, it's another one of those comments people say. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and I'm sure everybody knows what Guardians 3 is going to be, right? It's going to be fucking zany. It's going to have a crazy soundtrack. It's going to have... Drax is going to (laughs) die. Maybe, maybe Drax is going to die. It's going to have quips. There's going to be emotions. It's, uh, It's like, this is not shocking stuff, so I don't know. I I don't know. I, I can't imagine uh, what what words you could read on a piece of paper that isn't even written to to like elicit that emo- like sometimes like if someone writes with like beautiful prose to like really elicit an emotion, then sure I could see that. But reading a movie script, uh, get it together, Karen. I'm gonna call you out specifically. Like- Drax <laughs> pretends to be invisible, but isn't. And then you start choking it's up. It's fucking beautiful. It's like, ooh boy. Ooh boy. <laughs> oh, um, man. Alrighty. Let's jump over to this week's episode of Marvel's What If. Yeah. Um, I, think, 
I think this is episode six of nine now at this point. Um, six or this seven? Week, Are you what's that? Six or seven? Is it six? It's six. It is six. Whoa. Okay. So we got three episodes left, uh, and this week I was kind of looking forward to it. It's called "What If Killmonger Rescued Tony Stark." Yeah. Which I'll say just from a premise perspective, I don't think I would have ever thought of this one. Yeah, this was a very unique one, which I which I appreciated. Um, and so I guess really, I mean, to kick it off, the whole premise is that, you know, it, Tony Stark is in Afghanistan showing off his Jericho missile when he's ambushed by the Ten Rings. And that kind of kicks off the whole origin story of Tony Stark uh, for him, you know creating this in a cave with a box of scraps. Um, <laughs> and instead, when he gets attacked uh, in the Humvee, Eric Killmonger Stevens comes and rescues him. So he does not become Iron Man. He does not create an arc reactor in a cave with a box of scraps. Yeah, and in fact, there's even a uh, kind of funny little reference um, <laughs> about the arc reactor Shit, I I don't remember if it's before or after, but basically he's like, oh, what if we made an arc reactor really small? Nah, that's stupid. Yeah, it was after when they're like trying to figure out like what to build. <laughs> yes, that's right. That's right. I was about to be like, are they just going to make an arc reactor just like after? I was like, that's dumb. And then I was like, OK, I kind of like that. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I did, too, even though. <clears throat> It obviously would have made way more sense if Tony Stark figured out how to do that, not in a cave with a box of scraps. Right, exactly. But yeah, the fact that he was just like, like he, the only reason, I mean, this shows that in our universe and the main, the prime universe, I guess, um, he only decided to do that out of necessity. And then it turned out like, oh, this is actually an amazing idea. It not only powers the Iron Man suit, but then we see in later movies, you know, it provides clean energy for like an entire building. And does it say, did they ever, fuck, I don't remember if they use arc reactor technology to power a city or did he just say it could? I think he said it could. I know okay. it powers like basically their entire building. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, that. yeah. Um, but I, I, I would assume that they have some type of appliance to use that in, in more instances than what we've yeah, shown. Yeah, totally. Um, and so I, I, so I thought it was interesting. This episode moved really fast. There was a lot that they threw in there. Um, basically, Tony Stark returns to Stark Industries headquarters with Killmonger, and he just like quickly exposes Obadiah Stane. And his involvement in the ambush in Afghanistan. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So he just gets arrested like immediately, which I, I did think that was funny. Was that uh, what's his face? Jeff Bridges. Yeah. I, it sounded like it to me. Um, Let's see. Jeff. Bridges. But I'm not sure. But if if not, it was a good Jeff Bridges. Uh, impression. But a, so as as you're looking that up. One thing I I wanted to mention off the top is that another interesting thing about this episode premise-wise is this wasn't really a what-if for Iron Man 1. It was half what-if for Iron Man 1 and half what-if for Black Panther, which I thought was really interesting. Um, And and even throw in a little bit uh, Civil War for good measure. So this really incorporated a lot of... 
Um, it wasn't just one movie, which in retrospect makes that first episode look even worse. <laughs> like, oh, what? Man, the first it was so just bad. a beat for beat remake of Captain America, the first Avenger. Like, why did they do that? I don't get it. I really think that that was like a, a, a backdoor pilot almost. Y- yeah you know what so like this you're is right. what we could do you're so right because actually something that we didn't mention in news but i'll mention right now is they um they included or either they added the agent carter one shot to disney plus or they changed like they gave it its own like section like they made it much more visible but uh but it is now on disney plus and watchable um the agent carter one shot yeah yeah um what yeah yeah i saw that uh earlier this week so yeah i mean they they pretty clearly have plans for that character in live action and i i now do totally believe that character is shown up in the doctor strange movie oh really yeah that's interesting that is interesting i'm I'm looking on disney plus right now let's see oh okay agent carter Oh, yeah, Agent Carter one shot. Better than the entire TV show. <laughs> yeah, that one. I did not watch the entire TV show, but that would not surprise me at all because what little I watched of it, I hated. <laughs> so that just makes there's only two one shots available All Hail the King and Agent Carter, which those are probably the most cinematic ones, maybe outside of like Item 47 or whatever it was called. Yeah, like on the way to Thor's hammer or whatever the fuck. Yeah, those were a lot shorter. I yeah. enjoyed those, you know, the Phil Coulson ones. I would like it if they kind of maybe put them together or something. I yeah, bring back Coulson. Yeah, I loved Coulson. Um, that was not Jeff Bridges, by the way. Some wow. Other Who was so, it? Uh, his name is... Da, 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 da. Kiff Vander Heuvel. Wow. Shout out to you, Kiff. I thought uh, I thought that the Tony Stark voice was great too. I loved it actually. Yeah, I thought I thought it was good. It's just so hard. It's like when it's close to Robert Downey Jr. but not quite. Right. It is. It is tough. It is tough for me. But but you're you're right. He 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 did a good job. And it's if not you can't his have fault. Robert Downey Jr. I feel like that guy did the best job he could have possibly done. Yeah, yeah, I think I agree. Because the delivery is—I just feel like it's really hard to nail the delivery of someone else's voice and make it sound convincing. And I thought he did as good of a job that you po- could possibly do in terms of just like voice acting to make it work, but not like feel like you're you're really just trying to be exact of what the other person did. <sighs> See, I, I, I think I almost would prefer if they really tried to be exactly like what the other person did for for this specific use case. Yeah, but but it's tough. It's a tough gig. Yeah, it is. Sure. Yeah, it is. It, it's a very tricky line to walk for sure. Yeah, and and no matter what you do, you're going to get kind of that um, uncanny valley kind of response almost, where it's just like, I know this isn't supposed to sound like this. Yep. Um, yeah, and it's it's hard to avoid that in a series like this, I think. And also, you're never gonna make anybody happy if you're in that situation. Did I say anybody? I meant everybody, not anybody. You will make some people happy. Obviously. You won't make anybody. Happy. <laughs> I still think he you. did a better job playing Robert Downey Jr. than Haley Atwell did at playing her own self in the Captain Carter episode. 
<sighs> Good heavens! Yeah, 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 yeah. Unfortunately. <laughs> I still don't know what was going on there. Yeah. Bad directing, I would say. Yeah. Okay, so Obadiah Stane gets arrested very quickly, and Killmonger starts helping Tony Stark build a humanoid combat drone using vibranium, which really just looked like anime Gundams. Yeah, and they... Re- okay, so real quick, if anybody doesn't know, Michael B. Jordan is a big anime fan, apparently, and... He likes to reference this all the time, which I appreciate because I'm also a pretty big anime fan. Maybe less so nowadays, but I really respect the uh, the medium and I enjoy it. And uh, so a couple things. Number one, they directly referenced that it's going to be the world. It's going to look like the world's most expensive Gundam, even if it doesn't work, which I really enjoyed because uh, Gundams are awesome. But fun fact. um. Killmonger's suit, his uh, kind of iconic battle suit, is actually based on Vegeta's armor from Dragon Ball Z. So that's a little... uh, What? Yeah, it's a little fun fact. And it is extremely obvious once you know that. Um, That is straight up just saying armor that he's wearing, (laughs) which is amazing. Oh my God, It's the best. It's the best. Um, So I I fucking love Michael B. Jordan uh, for many reasons. But uh, definitely for that as well, because Vegeta's armor is pretty sick. And the way that they brought it to life and made it actually look like not ridiculous is awesome. Dude, um, yeah, that is cool. I like that. Yeah. I never realized that until now. Yeah, yeah. So so a little, little fun fact for everybody. I'm, I'm a big fan of that one. Okay. I, I might blow your mind here a little bit. Uh-oh. I hated this episode. Whoa, okay. I didn't like it as much as some of the others, but I didn't hate it. So I'm just putting that out there now so that when I go through it, things make more sense. I, I, You know, I think maybe my expectations were a little bit too high. I was excited about this one um, just because I like Killmonger as a character, but I just want to put that out there now so that it's not a shock later yeah, on. Yeah, okay, okay. Um, okay, so Tony and Killmonger are creating these Gundams, but they need more vibranium to create a drone army. Um, And I don't know, for some reason, the drone part also kind of was like, why would Tony make drones? This doesn't seem like a Tony thing without him being involved with it, but maybe that's just a consequence of him not being in the cave, I guess. So let that part go. Yeah. Um, So they arrange for, for Rhodey to go buy more vibranium from Ulysses Claw. Uh, and this is kind of where we get that Civil War setting of he's in the, you know, abandoned shipyard. Yeah. Uh, and that's kind of his headquarters. I love Ulysses Claw. I think uh, biggest mistake ever was killing him uh, out of all the characters. But basically, uh, at Killmonger's request, Ulysses Claw leaks word of the transaction to Wakanda. And this is all in a ploy to lure T'Challa a.k.a. Black Panther. And this is where things started to lose me a little bit, and I thought the episode kind of got ahead of itself because Killmonger kills T'Challa and Rhodey in this scene and stages it to look as if they killed each other. Yeah. And I really just, like, lost suspension of belief at this point. Really? Because it just... I get it, like, Killmonger's really cool, but that's T'Challa and Rhodey all in one there, and it just... Yeah, but... I don't know. 
All right. My counter argument would be who the fuck is Rhodey, though? Why would he? Uh, he's easily killable. It's not as War Machine. And then Damn fucking Cheetle. That's who Rhodey is, baby. <laughs> and then my other argument would be that at this point in time, is it not assumed that uh, that T'Challa is like a very recent Black Panther? Um, and even in the Black Panther movie where he's not a very recent Black Panther, we see Killmonger go toe-to-toe with him even then. And when he doesn't have the upper hand, in this situation, he has the upper hand in every conceivable way. Um, that didn't bother me at all. That made perfect sense to me. The thing that I was surprised, though, because I didn't, up till this point, I thought Killmonger was going to be like, kind of a good guy i didn't think he was gonna go yeah. full villain that that did surprise me but uh but i didn't have a problem with him killing t'challa yeah like so i thought said, like Rhodey him and t'challa like, went toe-to-toe when they were on an even playing field so when they both didn't have kind of like the magic medicine they went toe-to-toe when they both had a little magic medicine they went toe-to-toe but like t'challa has superpowers killmonger does not yeah but kill like i said killmonger had the benefit the of hand, yeah, sure. yeah. I just would expect more out of T'Challa, I guess, in this situation. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It it worked for me. That 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 didn't bother me really. It, that made sense. Because what good? I guess it's like a good villain can only be a good villain if they have some chance of killing their hero. Yeah. So no, so. I mean, like it's kind of like uh, you know the the classic comic book answer of. Who would win yeah, in X or Y? Totally. And the answer is always whoever the the, the author. <laughs> yeah, wants exactly, exactly, totally, totally. And so I, at that point, I have to kind of just accept it, right? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just I was just surprised at how quickly dispatched T'Challa was. I think is what really kind of caught me off guard. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I, I mean, I, I get it, but. I mean, Tony Stark's died in like every single episode of the show, so I don't know why I'm right. so surprised. True. True. Um, yeah, I get it. But I think what saved it, if, 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 you know, people did have a problem with that for me, I think what would have saved it or or the intention of what would have saved it is immediately Tony was like, the fuck you, like, how did you think you were going to get away with this? I'm Tony Stark. Like in like the next scene, he's like, I obviously know you killed my friend and this other random dude, like, which I, I, I do think they blew past like. What's with this guy dressed up like a panther? <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, yeah. No one makes any comments on that. Yeah. Right? Like, why was he even there? But. uh Yeah. Because, I mean, yeah. So Stark confronts him and then Killmonger just kills Stark and makes it look like a Wakandan attack. Yeah. And. Which, again, it, I don't know. I feel like I feel like that all makes sense. Like Killmonger clearly had this all planned out and it makes sense why he would have this information why he would be able to do this um yeah but i do well yeah i guess without the cave tony wouldn't have any reason to have like barriers around himself at all times so yeah i yeah i mean he kind of had a setup to try and defend himself it just didn't work yeah um i think i think overall i don't want to get too stuck into my kind of overall feelings for this episode but i have to say this yeah I think what I didn't like about this is in Black Panther, Eric Killmonger is 
in some ways justified in his behavior, but then in a lot of ways wrong too. And it's kind of morally ambiguous in some scenes in how he's making decisions and what's motivating him. And I think that's what makes an interesting villain is when you kind of agree with them sometimes. And then obviously other times you don't. It's like people agree with Thanos sometimes. They're like, you know what? He's right. You know, people are, you know, using too much and it'll cause everyone's death. Obviously, you know, the the ends don't justify the means kind of argument, all these things. I thought in the Black Panther film, Killmonger and T'Challa, you know, I th- I thought their philosophies and why they thought their their point of view was the right point of view was really interesting and handled very well. This episode, Eric Killmonger is just backstabbing every single person he comes into contact with. And to me, that's boring. Okay, my argument for that would be, but it's still for the same reason. And I do think these episodes aren't meant to be viewed in a vacuum, really. Like, like we still have that context for the character. And, and even in this episode, like, he does reference, he's like, look, like, Wakanda, you have all this amazing technology, this amazing, like, medicine, like, and, and, and you're keeping it from our brothers and sisters all over the world who have been historically oppressed. Like... Why are you doing that? And I'm going to do everything in my power to sh- share this technology, even if that means taking over a country. <laughs> Bless you. My point was so fucking good. <laughs> it, blew, it blew pepper up your nose. It blew, it blew my mind <laughs> through my nose. Exactly. Yeah, it's just, I don't know. I, I feel like, it's hard for me not to view these stories within the vacuum of what they are. Oh, interesting. I I, I would uh I, I feel the opposite actually. I feel like it's hard <laughs> to view them outside of uh outside of the of the context of of the movies because of the fact that they're so in in my opinion too connected to to the movies. Um it's not all of them, but some of them, most of them so far. Um but yeah, I don't know. I I still think I still think he has a point, and yeah, I still think his methods are <laughs> incorrect. But uh, but I I still agree with his point for sure. Um, yeah, I I, I don't know. It, it works for me. I, I I understand why he would have the intelligence, maybe not the intelligence, but like the information that he's able to strategically use. I understand how he comes to have all that um yeah i, I don't know is it, it made it works for me it is interesting what the show does bring up though is like how when these certain moments don't happen these characters that we've seen do incredible things that makes them seem invincible makes them extremely fallible and they fail very quickly and they don't really amount to much of anything yeah i mean it goes to show that like a lot of the success of the Avengers that we know is just dumb luck, which I guess we already knew in thanks to infinity war or Endgame, whichever movie Dr. Strange did the million billion universes. And this is the only one that works. It's like, yeah, that's because it's pure luck. It's 0% skill. (laughs) You are in the right timeline and you're lucky. You are exactly. (laughs) Um, that was infinity war for sure. Okay. Good, good times. Um, 
man, I'm just thinking of seeing that movie in theaters. That was awesome. <laughs> good, good times. All right. So continuing down the kill streak, Killmonger kills Ulysses Claw and uses that death as a tool to meet his family in Wakanda, um, who embrace him, you know, as I, I always thought it was, uh, this caught me off guard. T'Chaka is still alive because civil war didn't happen. Right. Which that was, I was like, oh shit. Yeah. T'Chaka is still here. Um, and that's his uncle. Um, so because I thought this was a little interesting because it looks like Wakanda killed Tony Stark, who was just like a businessman. The U.S. government, under the control of Thaddeus Ross, you know, the army or whatever, sends a drone army to attack Wakanda. Which that felt like a little bit of a leap to me, too. Well, that was specifically influenced by Killmonger, though, right? Yeah, I guess I'm just thinking, like, if someone, if, like, a, if, like, a, I don't know, if, if we thought that the Chinese killed Elon Musk, would that lead us to war? I mean, maybe. <laughs> like, it wouldn't shock me. It just, it just, like, I don't know. It just seemed interesting. Like, we're less... going to send a drone army to attack Wakanda because a, a Wakandan weapon was used to kill a a businessman. Well, I think I it know. I think it's it's more than that. Like the US military must have some knowledge that Wakanda is the source of vibranium, right? Like they know that this element exists. And it's like Yeah, I don't I don't know. I mean, maybe Sorry, I, I'm a hater this No, episode. no, no. Maybe I'm, I'm bringing it down. Maybe I'm like defending it too harshly or or maybe I'm like filling in the blanks in my mind that I I'm, I'm not really realizing weren't actually in the episode, but I just kind of assumed that like, yeah, like Eric was like, Hey, check out these drones I made. I made them with vibranium. You want more? Let's fucking steal it from Wakanda. As far as you know, they're just some little village. So we're, we're going to stomp them. So it's like, yeah, I don't. And, and you're going to get a shit ton of vibranium. out. Of yeah. Them, yeah. So Thunderbolt Ross sends in a drone army to attack Wakanda. Killmonger helps, uh, the Wakandans stopped them because he basically put a fail safe into the drones. And once they're in Wakandan land, they can just like cut off the link between the satellites and the drones, uh, which really just makes them shittiest drones ever. But Wakanda <laughs> also has like really advanced technology. Yeah. So that makes sense. Yeah. Um, Killmonger is made to become the new Black Panther. Um, we get to see a little scene where Killmonger talks to dead T'Challa, which made me choke up a little bit. Yeah, that was tough. I was like, are you fucking kidding me? How many lines from Chadwick Boseman am I going to have to cry over yeah. in this show? <laughs> it's like, was it worth it? Uh, which was, this is a super interesting scene. Um, and it's worth noting that this entire episode, Pepper Potts is a super suspicious of Killmonger. Yeah. And rightfully so. Someone needed to be. Um, and the episode kind of ends with T'Challa's sister Shuri visiting Pepper Potts uh, and proposes an alliance to stop him, essentially. And that's the kind of cliffhanger of the whole episode and, and what's to come in the future and, and all the consequences of what happened uh, with Killmonger. Yeah, that was my least favorite. I thought this ending was maybe the most abrupt and weird of any episode yet. Yes. Oh, yeah, dude. <laughs> I was like, that's the ending? Yeah. What? 
<laughs> yeah, I feel like they're trying to end all these episodes on like, like a what if hang cliffhanger, like, and yeah. it just doesn't always work. Yeah, totally. But uh, yeah, I don't know. That was the ending really threw me off. It just didn't feel. It didn't feel like a cliffhanger. It just kind of felt like a loose end. Yes, that's a that is such a great way to describe it. It yeah, it was just a, a loose end. Um, I mean, I I guess I like I like the idea of Shuri working with Pepper. Like, I think that's cool. Maybe Shuri's the new uh, the new Iron Iron Woman, Iron Heart, Iron whatever. Um, in that universe, but but honestly, we probably will never know unless season two is just sequels to all of the episode in season one, which I think increasingly is more and more possible. I don't know if it's likely, but I do have a feeling that uh, at least some of these episodes are going to be continued in season two of this show. Can't wait for that Captain Carter sequel. Oh my fucking god, I can. Commander Carter. <laughs> Admiral Carter. She just keeps getting promoted and then <laughs> then it, it just ends. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's exactly how it would, too. She's still just pushing that gigantic tentacled beast. Oh man. I wonder if that oh, thing's boy. gonna show up again. Um <laughs> Do you have anything else for this episode? No, I think I I liked I didn't love it, but I I liked it. Um I fucking it just makes me it makes me super sad about Chadwick Boseman, and it bums me out that uh, Michael B. Jordan, like they got it with all this multiverse fuckery, they got to find a way to bring him back. Like bring everybody good back. Like bring back Claw. Bring back. Bring back Michael B. Jordan, but make make Killmonger a good guy though. I was I was a little bummed to see that he still was uh He was too evil in this one. Yeah. It's like but, I mean he was evil in, in Black Panther. Yeah, too. yeah. I mean I would just call it like mis ambitious and misguided. <laughs> I don't know if he I don't know if he really because I still do agree with his overall point. But didn't he kind of want like he didn't he want to kill everyone except for black people? Basically, at the end of Black Panther, I can't remember I if mean, he went that extreme. I don't, th- I don't remember that. That is that's pretty extreme. <laughs> that's pretty extreme. If that is true, uh, I don't agree. I don't agree with that point. But um, but uh, yeah, I, I agree. I, I agree with the overall point of like you have this this incredible society share this technology like why are you why are you holding this this amazing futuristic technology hostage i I so he so after becoming king of wakanda killmonger ordered that the country's high-tech weapons be sent to marginalized groups in london new york city and hong kong to help oppressed people rise up and overthrow their governments okay i mean on principle i don't (laughs) Like, I'd have to see how it played out to totally disagree there. Yeah, it's like, like one of those things where it's like, you know, in theory, I could see this going really well. Yeah, yeah. In theory, I could also see it going very poorly. Yes, yes, totally. It's because most all governments end up being pretty shit. Yeah, absolutely. 
Absolutely. So that's a that's a tough one to judge, I guess. But but yeah, it's like also tough. like I mean, are, are Wakandans the billionaires? Are we fucking them? I don't know. That's a good. Ooh, that's a great question. Yeah, I don't know. It's a moral conundrum right there. Because it's like if ever, but it's like Wakanda is a society where it's like it seems as though the resources are equally shared. So it's like if everyone's a billionaire, no one's a billionaire. So that's fine as far as I'm concerned. It's like. Yeah, so I so I don't know. I guess my hot take here is I would like to see in the MCU uh in the future, you know, Wakanda Wakanda is is portrayed as this utopia. I would have to assume that it's not as utopian as we are led to believe. Yeah, it could be. And I would like to explore that a little bit more because I think it's too easy to say we have all the technology, we have everything we need because of the vibranium, and everything is all hunky-dory, everyone's happy. I feel like that's too easy. I don't know. I think I think it makes sense, though. It's because if you don't have... If, if you don't have capitalism, and if you don't have scarcity, then... And if you haven't had that for presumably ever then i could see that's how a society might uh, construct itself like that's how society should construct itself and and maybe it's just that's like the one in a million chance where it that it worked out so i yeah it's very possible yeah i, I don't very know possible um it's an interesting question though well, yeah, and, no, and, I, I would be interested. I'm, I, we're going to get a lot of what kind of stuff, I think, in the future. And so um, our, you know, I think there's definitely room for that. Our, um, oh, fuck. Who's now that I'm thinking about it, that like, what's he? He's like, like the. He's like a secondary villain in Black Panther, like the, the, the white ape or something. Oh, man, ape, man, ape. no. Is that is that is that who it is? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, um yeah. yeah, they just don't really call him that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Mbaku? Mbaku. Yes, yes, yes. Yep. He's, so he's man ape. But yeah, that's like a very is his uh, society very racially sensitive title. Yeah, very. Um is his society part of Wakanda technically? Because if so, then yes. maybe okay, then maybe it's not all hunky dory because they're having like wars and shit. Maybe not wars, but like clearly there's some uh, friction there. So I don't, I don't know. Maybe yeah, because right. they're yeah. they're one of the tribes. Yeah. that is able to vote. However, they don't always show up. Uh, yeah. They're kind of ostracized from the rest of all of the, uh, you know. Yeah. So so maybe the there is uh, more inequality in in Wakanda than. Um, than than we've been explicitly shown. Yeah, because they're just kind of like living up in the mountains or something. Yeah, that's an that's an Meanwhile, interesting everyone question. Everyone else is yeah. like you know trying to get a Starbucks. I imagine shit. we'll get some of those answers in uh, Wakanda Forever. I hope so. Yeah, I'm really I'm like I'm really interested to see how that all turns out. Me too. Me too. So we'll see. Yeah. All right, are we ready to rate this bitch? Yeah, I'm ready. All right, as we do on the Infinity Watch podcast, we rate our episodes, movies, whatever the fuck it is we're talking about, out of six whole Infinity Stones. I will take the pressure off you, my friend, this week, and I will go first. All right. I'm giving this a two. Wow. I just, I don't know what it was. I watched this, and I just, I 
I liked elements of it. I liked seeing Killmonger, but other than that, it just felt a little too on the surface for me. Um, I just, uh, I don't know. It felt like it just moved really quickly and I felt a little bit weird about it. And then the ending really kind of, uh, threw me for a loop and just, I don't know. It just felt like it just kind of ended. I, I when, when we were watching this, I, it ended. I was like, that was just a really weird episode. Yeah. The and ending I just didn't vibe with it. Yeah, it was a it was a bad ending for sure. Also, I I I just realized we should probably explain our rating scale is out of six. If we if if anybody is uh if this is anybody's first episode of the Infinity Watch podcast, um, we rate things out of six Infinity Stones. So, did I not say six? I feel I you you might have maybe I maybe I missed it, but uh you you might have just jumped in. But but that's okay. Boom. But, but yeah, rate, rating scale out of six Infinity Stones. FYI, if anybody's new and welcome, I'm shocked you've listened this long. Congratulations, thank you. Yeah, could you imagine? Like, uh, we're gonna rate this. I give it a two, and then just don't qualify it at all. <laughs> what? <laughs> just two. Oh just two. man. Boom. Yeah, I don't know. It just uh, it just didn't hit well with me for some reason. I wanted to really like it, uh, and I was kind of excited. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It just didn't go in the direction I was expecting it to, and then it just, I don't know. It had lots of interesting elements, but felt like it could have had a few more revisions to the scripts or something. I don't know. Interesting. I think, in my opinion, this sure sounds like a case of your expectations getting the better of you. Probably. I, I, it, I wouldn't be surprised if that was. Um, which I, I certainly am no stranger to. <laughs> so, I, so I totally It's get hard that. sometimes. Yeah, it's hard. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> but, uh, but yeah, do you, I, do you have any, any other final thoughts? No, I, you know, I, I really hope I, I agree with you. I think Killmonger and Claw should have not been killed. Yeah. Uh, especially Claw for some reason for me. I can see why they felt the need to kill Killmonger, uh, which sounds really funny saying it out loud, <laughs> um, at the end of the film. But, like, Ulysses Claw is, like, a really famous villain for the Avengers and for Black Panther. And I was always just really surprised at how quickly they just off that dude. Um, and so I really hope they can figure out some way to bring him back. I think they could make... Um, I think they could make it super interesting having Killmonger back in the world of the MCU. Um, so I hope they do because I I love his character and it's still blowing my mind that it's Vegeta. Yeah, yeah, I love that. I love that so much. Maybe if we ever get him back, we'll we'll see another version of uh, of Vegeta's armor. There are, there are many versions of the Saiyan armor, obviously. I sure hope. Yeah, but. Uh... But yeah, so I think uh, if we could, in fact, split an Infinity Stone, I would give this four point five out of six. But I think I'll give it a, uh, I think I'll give it a four out of out of six. Uh, I liked it. I liked it. I thought it was good. Thought it was really good. But I, but I don't know if I thought it was great. Um, but I liked what I did really like about it is that it was what ifs of multiple movies it wasn't just a what if of iron man one um i did like that i hope 
the next few are are more like that. Well, I hope the next few aren't what ifs of movies at all. To be honest, I'm I'm am already over this concept entirely, and I, and I don't like it anymore. <laughs> like I just I just want it to be random shit. That's all I want. Um, but uh, but yeah, uh, I'll give it a four out of six. I liked it. Yeah, I think that's fair. Totally fair. And I think I'm kind of over this show too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's. I really thought I was gonna enjoy it, and it's. Uh... I'm not really jumping to watch it. I, I was watching Falcon and the Winter Soldier faster than I was watching this. Um, oh, wow. Which is really sad. Yeah, so. yeah, it is. <laughs> All right, let's jump over to recommendations. Yeah. Eric, what do you have for us this week? All right, I've got a couple. They're both uh, they're both very short. Uh, first one I'll recommend for fans uh, like me of the hip-hop music. I'm going to highly recommend the Baby Keem album, The Melodic Blue. Uh, It's been such a long time since I've heard a rap album with what I would consider to be no skips. Um, Fucking incredible album front to back. And as an added bonus, you get to hear Kendrick Lamar sing Top of the Moanin', Top of the Moanin', Top of the Moanin' over and over and over and over and over again. And it's very funny. Uh, and I like that a lot. Oh if, you have, if you haven't seen the memes, uh, I pity you because they're amazing. But um, so, yeah, Baby Keem, uh, The Melodic Blue, incredible album of music. And then uh, my second recommendation. Uh, so longtime listeners know I generally don't like to recommend things unless I've completed them. But this one I've not completed because it is still in progress. I'm going to recommend the television show Why the Last Man. Um, oh, damn. I haven't watched it yet. You like it, It's huh? really fucking good so far. Now, let me qualify that by saying I have not read the graphic novel Why the Last Man, or I guess seri- whatever you want to call it. Um, but standing alone, the show so far is really, really good. Um... I also saw afterwards, I thought this was really interesting, that every episode of this season of the show um, is directed by a woman, which uh, which I think oh, makes cool. sense, <laughs> yeah, because uh, other than, what, I guess, two characters, technically, um, every character in the show... Uh, I, I will not say as a woman, but they at least have uh, two X chromosomes is, is how they phrase it, which I think is the, the uh, appropriate way to phrase it. Um, and uh, and uh, Yorick um, and his monkey, <laughs> Ampersand, are the only characters remaining with a Y chromosome. Um, I, and, and I did think that that was kind of an, an elegant way to describe it um you know to be uh in- inclusive to trans men as well in this universe which obviously do still exist um but yeah it's uh it's really good so far it's it's almost like a like a political drama in a way and i i i really like it and i'm i'm really excited for it, it comes out mondays if you have hulu it's on hulu it's it's on like hulu or FX on Hulu is what they're calling it or something. But um, yeah, it's super good. It comes out on Mondays. There's three episodes so far, 
And fourth one's coming out. Uh, we're recording this on Sunday, so fourth one's coming out tomorrow. And I'm really excited for it. Uh, yeah, it's very good. I hope it does well so it can continue on. I haven't heard how well it's doing, um, but I hope it does well. Yeah, that's yeah. I'll definitely have to uh, to give that a watch, and and you're going to influence my recommendation because I will put before my other recommendation a hundred percent. Go read the comic book series "Why the Last Man," which is by Brian K. Vaughn. Um, you know, it only has uh, I think like fifty, sixty issues, maybe, um, but it is very good. Uh, it is enjoyable throughout the entire series and i highly recommend it i'm i'll i'll have to go watch i forgot that that had just come out yeah um because i'm a i'm a big fan of that comic i really enjoyed reading it um and it's it's some good shit so i'll have to go check that out for sure um and kind of to to kind of mirror that kind of recommendation uh i I switched mine up mid-episode if you're going if you're going to watch hawkeye the series you need to read Hawkeye by Matt Fraction and David Osher. Yeah, it is a it is a quick series. Um, the art is fantastic. It's one of those comic books that uh, that kind of um, you know the art tells as much of a story as the dialogue does, and it's only twenty three issues. You could literally read it in a day if you wanted to, um, or just break it up amongst a week. But you can you can buy those books on Amazon for really cheap. Hawkeye by Matt Fraction and David Aja. It's it's the story that the series will be based off of, and it's very very good. Highly recommend it. Um, and then that'll be it for me today. Uh, if you want to reach out to us on the podcast, you can shoot us an email at the Infinity Watch Podcast at gmail dot com. You can shoot us a DM or tweet at us at Infinity Rewatch. Uh, we love hearing what you guys have to say. Uh, sometimes we'll talk about it on the podcast as well. Feel free to reach out to us, review us on Spotify, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, wherever you're getting your podcasts, rate us, review us, whatever. Um, tell your friends, force them to listen to us so that they hate us just as much as we hate ourselves. Um, and that'll be it for today. Yeah, well, as we do on every episode of the Infinity Watch podcast, I think we're going to have to end it with a big, fat, fuck the billionaires. Fuck the billionaires. Fuck them so hard. Wonder vision. <laughs>